Hey, all this is Raven. This week we're going to be talking about an interesting alternative to avoid having a demo for your game, a crazy mind reader that's sticking it to the man, and a survival horror game that I really want to play. This is episode six of Indie Game Riot. <laughs> Everybody, it's Josh and Yah here with the sixth episode of Indie Game Riot. Six whole episodes, gentlemen. Yeah, it's been fun. It's well to make it sound like we're dying. It's been <laughs> it's been a good life. Yeah. Uh, what? What do you, what do you want to say? Take it over. That's a, just, uh, no, what, no, what Rev, someone someone was talking. Just speak <laughs> your mind. Spit it out now. Uh, I don't know. I've had a good week. All right, let's. I've had a pretty good week too. I think, I think it was Reverend talking. So you know, I always let Tekido go first. Yeah, that's true. We'll, it's because we'll he's the good guy. Remember? Yeah, you, you bastard. <laughs> so so get it, so get your crap out now. <laughs> um, I've actually had a pretty decent week. Uh, played a couple of uh, of games that uh, have recently been released, and uh, had a bit of fun playing through those. Some of them more difficult than others. And uh, just kind of hanging out and trying to find things to talk about. This week has been relatively slow on the news front. Well, get a better life. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. let, me, let me just run out and grab a job off the job tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are yeah, you you wanna, Oh, How am I? Yeah. How am I? Well, I am, I've been busy just finalizing um, schedules and talking to a bunch of people. Uh, for Origins Game Fair because I'm going there. Uh, I feel like you've been talking about that for the well, past see, two I, months. I've been I've been talking about that kind of, but see now I've been in contact with a lot of different people because um, I'm finally starting to to piece together all these fans of this game that I've kickstarted, and I've been having to be I've been having to send out a bunch of emails all over the place, and it's on on an email that I don't check very often, uh, and so that can be a little bit hectic. <laughs> Well, maybe you should but, check it more often. Problem solved. I, Bam. Well, I mean, you know, like, it's not... It, I use Yahoo Look at Mail. me. I'm giving... I'm like Dr. Philip in this place. Like, I'm, Yeah, really. <laughs> it's like, I mean, you know, I use Yahoo Mail for, like, all my personal stuff, and then I use, use Gmail on a different browser for uh, for all the other stuff that I do, and sometimes I don't open Chrome. Actually, so. I send all my junk all my junk to a Yahoo email account. Because <laughs> yeah. Yahoo sucks, and that's all I got to say. I, I've been using Yahoo since, like, 2004 so i mean like it's it's less of a oh hey i like yahoo and more of a i don't want to have to deal with giving everybody a new email address yeah there's you know, that problem you, too you know what you do with if if you've got the gmail you can you can set up the tags for it like like it's really but I simple you've got you've got uh you've got this con coming up you know what was it called again origins origins so you know origins you plus forward your mail Origins plus tech at gmail.com or whatever your email address is, and you just give that out and it comes in and it's automatically routed to you. It's really simple to like. I have, oh, I see where you're going with that. Go with that. Like, I, I still keep do that. 
I keep a Hotmail account that I've had since like '98. You know, just for spam purposes and signing up for <laughs> random stupid stuff. But I never check that. Like it's once in a blue moon. Everything goes to my primary Gmail account, and then I just hand it out based on tags. So you know, I've, my landlord needs an email to tell us that they're fumigating something. It's you know, landlord plus my email address, and oh. it comes in. It's it's an awesome feature. Welcome, welcome to the Help Desk Podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyone with IT questions, just call in right now. I mean, he's been having to fight with Time Warner Cable, so. Yeah, if Reverend's uh, internet cuts out, we'll continue on. And oh, this sure. is not saving Private Ryan. We will, we will move on. <laughs> Sorry to say. Uh, as, so how about Josh? As for me, yeah. since you so kindly asked. I was getting there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been kind of slow, but I, tomorrow I'm planning on going. There's like a street fair in town. Uh, it's like there, it's a street fair, and it's like whatever you buy goes towards supporting the local hospital. And I'm like, yeah, charity. Uh, that's <laughs> the more charity. You're such a, uh, overpriced <laughs> items. It's more about the food, really. That's, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but but I'm I'm planning on going that to tomorrow, so it'll be fun. I'm hoping there's like funnel cake. Cause I've been I've been craving that as of recent. Funnel cake funnel, is great. Funnel cake worthy. is pretty good. Yeah, funnel cake. Um, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm a little bit worried about because I'm still and I'm sorry if I sneeze in your ears, all over your ears because the 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 allergies are still killing me. But. Other than that, yeah, I'm kind of with I'm kind of with Reverend. I, I need I need a more exciting life. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, been, I've been keeping pretty busy, so um, Just rub it in. Thanks. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, I will. <laughs> yeah, I'm so I'm so I'm so much more engaged with society. Blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of engaged with society, this has nothing to do with the next segment, but I think we should move on anyway to <laughs> indie news injection. Are you bored with the same old games? Yeah. Why, then give yourself an Indie News Injection. Thanks, Indie Games. Have you ever wanted to get money back from a game that you didn't like playing? All the time. Airships is a game (laughs) that is uh, currently uh, trying something new out. Instead of buying a demo of the game... There is a money-back guarantee where if you do not like the game, uh, instead of maintaining a demo, uh, you can get your money back. Yeah. Uh, And I haven't heard about this with any other type of game. And the game looks really cool, if I do say so myself. Like, I thought we had uh, talked about it at some point, but I guess we didn't. have No. No, we haven't talked about airships. I think think you put it... On the Reddit or something like that. Oh yeah, that that must have been it. Well, anyway, uh, Airships is a uh, a strategy game. Uh, it's the eight bit style uh, with very simplistic graphics in the two D format, um, but it looks uh, relatively complex. I I haven't personally played it. It's by a single guy, David Stark, uh, and he wants you to buy his game at full price, or he will give you your money back if you don't like it. Um, it doesn't seem to be on Steam either, so it looks like you can buy it through PayPal, which is uh, a little bit sketchy. Well, let's let, out of curiosity, why, why specifically would would he go this route? I mean, a demo's re- 
fairly easy. Take a take a level well, of I your think, game. I think I think from the sounds of it is he he doesn't want to put up the he doesn't feel like he doesn't feel like that he can release a demo that would either give enough of a an idea to the to the player without ruining the experience because you know it's like it's like when you watch a movie trailer and it's yeah. like here's all the funny parts and I watch all the filler in between when you pay mm-hmm. twenty bucks for the movie yeah exactly you know it's 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 kind of like that he doesn't want to do that to people but in in my mind I think the bigger worry on his side of things without a demo how can you really market it especially as an indie dev right exactly. Okay. And the, the reason why he's doing this all himself is because uh, the refund policies on different game stores is, uh, you know, different. complicated, so to speak. Um, and I also think he's doing this because um, it's not quite even in an alpha build yet, but he wants to get it out there. And I don't know if that's necessarily a good move because, yeah. you know, we, we always talk about... Um, games being uh, early release or, or early access or you know alpha and beta versions but if this game is if the experience of the game is so integral that playing a demo won't capture it then are you going to be able to play a development build that in six months also goes into alpha yeah, exactly but then in six months after that goes into beta and then gets released in a year I feel like I feel like the best course of action at this point, if he wants to do this kind of thing, maybe especially this early, if he's not even willing to call it alpha yet. First of all, first of all, it's not if it's not an alpha yet. Maybe I think you're maybe rushing it if you're trying to get it out yeah. there already. But if you're gonna do this, then why even charge people in the first place? Why 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 not just put it out for free? You know, other games have done this. You know, they 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 give you the game for free. Just to get the just to get the the attention, you know, that they need to right. for for their company or, or for themselves as as a developer, and then people will play it and say, "Hey, this is awesome!" You know, a lot of people give donations, and, and later on, they you know they release it on Steam or something like that, and people are willing to buy it because they want to support the dev, um, and yeah. then and then it gives you a reputation for future games as well. So why not do that instead? Yeah, that would, that would be a good idea. I, I could I could see that, but I at the same time I like the I like the enterprising and ingenuity of of this method. Like I think there's some things you could do to make it f- seem like to those of us that are you know the jaded and cynical. Uh, you know, there's a couple of things you might be able to do to make it seem a little bit less shady. But I really I I kind of like the idea of that. Like I would have no yeah. problem. You know, as long as as long as there's that that you know absolute money back guarantee, and I, I'm okay with it. I, I, think, I don't see any problem with it. I also think that this is like the time where that would work, because if you have a fully developed game, you've already spent so much money and so much time on it, and it's done, and then people start buying it, you're like, instead of you know having a demo, it's going to be a money back guarantee, and then. All someone has to do is play it for three hours, be like, all right, that was enough for me to complain about it, even though I liked it. Give me my money back, man. And that's, you, yeah. that's what I'm and, saying, too. Like, if that's, I mean, I bet a lot of people do that. They'll play it, okay, I'm done. Uh, can I have my money back? I'm not saying everyone's going to do that, but a lot right, of people are going to exactly. do that. So, so if that's going to happen again, why not give it away for free? Because, 
I mean, like, for instance, Pixel Piracy. You guys heard of that? Yeah. Pixel Piracy uh, pirated their own game, which is obviously legal because it's their game. But they, they put it out on the Pirate Bay uh, for people to, to torrent. And uh, they, they mostly because, one, they, they care about their, their consumer. Because they were like, well, if you're going to pirate it anyway, because, you know, a lot of people are, at least get it from a safe file. You know, yeah. one that you know is legit. And two, they're not, I mean, of course they want profit because they want to expand their company, they want to create new games, they want to be able to live. Uh, but but two, again, they, they just want the attention so that when they create future games or continue to uh, sell Pixel Piracy, because Pixel Piracy is now on Steam, which a lot of right. people buy and support because, you know, it's a good game, then, you know... I, I I stick by my guns and, and think that that's that's the kind of way this guy should go. Well, actually, though, he's at, he's kind of taking this a similar way that Minecraft did, because Minecraft was in uh, pre-alpha when it was released. Yeah, was and it pre-alpha? I thought it was yeah. just pre- alpha. Well, it, it didn't hit alpha because uh, you, you had um, uh, InfDev, which was basically the first survival survival build of Minecraft that had trees and grass and then later on cows and pigs were introduced and then the the zombies and the creepers and the skeletons and and then by that point you're an alpha and then there were alpha builds until uh i think 2011 and then there were beta builds until 2012 correct me if i'm getting the the dates wrong here but this game currently in minecraft's dev phase is the same price as Minecraft was for $5 and you get every single update for free. So we have seen this campaign work. We haven't seen the money back guarantee side of it though. And that is very true. That's what changes this, I think. And and that's a, that's a really good point. I, I hadn't thought about that because I, I did play Minecraft. Uh, I came into it just before it turned beta. Right. Um, and uh, I now own multiple copies. I think I've got it on Steam and Xbox, and I, my wife has a copy for her tablet. Um, they have it on Steam? Or <laughs> well, what PC. A, Internet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, PC. Internet. What well, am I talking I about? Think, I think Minecraft is a little bit different, though, because Minecraft's just the type of game... I mean, what, what blew up Minecraft was YouTube. People were playing it, and it's so open world, and so just you know everything... It's always new every single time you play it. Right. So I think that kind of game uh, helped it in that way. I, I think if it was more linear or like, uh, or like this, you know, where it's just not... Uh, what, what's the word I'm thinking of the, where it constantly changes every time you play it? Uh, 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 procedurally generated. Thank you. Procedurally generated. Uh, I think that's not going to work as well for this game, even with the money-back guarantee. Pe- people were excited about Minecraft already. You know, they found out these games and it spread like wildfire. Airships right. has not. I, I haven't heard of it until you just told me. Um but then again, maybe, I mean, it is pretty often you just told me about it, so now I've heard about it. Yeah, so maybe exactly. there is that, but I, I, I have a hard time. I'm I'm going to be a cynic on this, and I have a hard time that's going to spread like that. Well, um, let's, let, let's see what happens with it. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm willing to give it a, a, a follow-up and keep an eye on it. And, you know, honestly, I, I, I like the idea. I, I really like the idea of a game developer saying, you know what? 
I like this pro like I so believe in this project that you you can buy it from me and you can keep it as long as you want and if you don't like it you just turn it back it, like we'll just give you your money back that 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 to me says a lot that, that says this guy is developing with passion and to me that passion is important I I get I, I see what you're saying there too and that I, I agree actually with that that the money back thing and, and it is kind of nice to see and, and I wish every game studio would do that because there are definitely games <laughs> that I wish I had my money back on yeah um you know, it, you know, just crap that people have thrown out there. Mm -hmm. um, and and it, just, just to clarify too, even though I'm being, uh, even though I'm being cynical about this, doesn't mean you, you listeners out there, doesn't mean I don't think that you shouldn't go and support this guy. I think it looks really cool. I think you should go check out the game and and give it a try because you know, pr prove me wrong. I, you know, we are in support of indie devs, and you know, if this guy succeeds, that's great. That's just another great indie game being added to the community so go and support the guy prove me wrong and uh hopefully have fun yep yeah so in also since we were talking about minecraft actually um that brings us to the next news topic yeah um, this is a big one yeah recently minecraft updated their uh eula which stands for uh end user license agreement thank you i was having a brain fart <laughs> yeah. um end user license agreement which basically is uh uh, the the main part that everyone's concerned about is is the part that's talking about making money from Minecraft, Minecraft code, Minecraft related things. Um, you know, wait, just to just to clarify, you said they recently updated it, yeah? Well, uh, you're right. It's it's well by the time <laughs> this episode comes out, um, it should be updated. It should be. So the, prior prior to the day of recording, the last update was December. Right. I heard that the big announcement is coming tomorrow. Oh. Um, that's going to clarify a lot of things. But basically, this this has been going crazy, especially on Twitter. Um, it's been going crazy because obviously there are whole YouTube channels dedicated to, to Minecraft, and they were at first they were worried about like, oh, what does this mean for YouTube channels? Does that mean we can't we can't use AdSense on these videos anymore? Um, you know, it came as a shock to everyone because you know Minecraft has always been a huge supporter of the community and community-made things for That's Minecraft. That's why it's so big, right? Um, but I don't. That doesn't seem to be the issue that they're talking about. I'm pretty sure that Let's Plays are going to be fine. They're going to still let you monetize that sort of stuff. I've um, actually I've read the the EULA and they actually talk about videos it, it, right here uh, within reason you're free to do whatever you want with the screenshots and videos of the game by within reason we mean that you can't make any commercial use of them or do things that are unfair or ad or adversely affect our rights if you upload videos of the game to a video sharing and streaming site however you are allowed to put ads on them right and what it and actually what they're going to do is is they've always had that language in there talking about um using using minecraft for some sort of income um, I think what they're doing is they're they're changing it so that way it can protect. Um, what they're doing is protecting the the consumer of the game from things like servers that are uh, exploiting donations. Because what what what's been happening is that servers have been uh, you know they've always lasted because unless the person's rich they've always lasted right. uh, because of donations. People love the server they donate. However, most people 
don't donate just for nothing because we're all greedy bastards. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, what they do is they, they, they offer incentives to donate. You know, um, a lot of the servers, you know, have like little mini games that people have invented in Minecraft. Um, and f- so just to give an example, one of the incentives might be to cut in line to, to be in one of those mini games. You know, like 100 people are waiting to play this mini game in the server. So the people that have paid a subscription of, you know, per donation, right? You know, yeah, donation is what <laughs> yeah. I meant of $20 or so will be able to, to jump ahead of everyone. Yeah, and um, that's fairly common around most games. Like Planetside 2 has that for right. um, continents that are full. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, a lot of other online games have that to where, oh, well, you're a member of the game. You've given us money. You get preferential treatment, which it makes sense. It, it, it incentivizes both. Um, you know, supporting a game or a server that you like and also gives you some stuff to right. play around with. And that's that's not the issue. The issue is not that they're doing that. The issue is that there are right. servers out there who are exploiting it by by saying, uh, by, by wanting like $500 for this. And basically Mojang has probably been getting tons of emails, calls, whatever from angry parents of kids who like stole their credit cards and they're like, what is this $500 charge? For for a freaking Minecraft server, and of course they don't th- they don't know about the third party, right? Uh, yeah, it's a private server. Yeah, they don't they, know that Mojang not- has nothing to do with this, you know. But and, but and I think that's also why they have a lot of uh, within reason, right? Uh, stated in in the EULA, like I, I kind of like, um, let's say, actually that that would be illegal, I think. But but Josh, let's say that you or I are holding a contest on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And, and this is where it gets fuzzy. I'm kind of changing changing around the direction of different things in the, the, <laughs> the ULA here. But uh, let's say you and I are holding a contest on one of our YouTube channels. And one of the uh, prizes is a copy of Minecraft. Right. And that's, that actually technically goes against the EULA because you're not allowed to... Actually, no, it's not. No, you would be fine because, with that. Because you're not making money from that. The problem is, oh, is re- well, reselling the- it. The, they the, said, the, uh, the, the, the problem comes in if, uh, you know, I happen to have mined out a ton of diamond and I'm offering to sell pre-made right. diamond armor for 10 bucks donation. Yeah. Now I'm making money from the content of the game. That's where it crosses right, the right, line. Right, right, right. That's right. what they're really okay. So, yeah. so there's those types of things. There's donations to the server for incentives. There's that sort of thing of it's basically gold mining, kind of like I don't know if you've played like you know like MMOs and WoW and stuff yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah. People gold mining and stuff like that. Although that has to do more with hacks too. But um, either way, it's still they're they're gaining. They're they're a lot of people are making a living from this. Right. Now, the problem that everyone's freaking out about now, after the you know people have calmed down a little bit, okay, they're starting to get their facts straight. Um, the, the problem that we don't know about and we're hoping is clarified when they make the actual announcement is that is it going to be an all-encompassing when they change the language is it going to be an all-encompassing enforcement of the rule because that's the thing they've never really enforced it either the, the, now they're enforcing it and they're worried that the enforcement is going to not only <clears throat> stop these the, the bad servers from from exploiting um exploiting people but also hurt the 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 ones that are taking donations the ones that are barely you know just keeping online they're big servers but you know they they only accept donations 
and they only accept small accept small donations people get you know for their incentives just enough to keep the server online they're not making a living and there are some that are actually doing better too but the ones that are barely you know keeping it on there they're just doing it so everyone can have fun if it's all encompassing those servers are going to just get destroyed you know and there's by the end of the month Another thing that, I mean, and this is just sort of like blurring the lines here. What about the companies that own the servers that are running Minecraft? And that's, it's, because, it's, it's a little bit of a domino effect that way. Well, ex exactly. Because, I mean, if the, the language, the, what we're trying to get at here is that the, the language in the EULA isn't quite clear. Because what if I have, uh, what if I own a server rack? in my basement and it's got you know the right type of internet connection and i have it with all the enough memory and a good enough processor to run a jo run javascript and for those of you who don't know java which is what minecraft runs on is extremely uh, oh my god it's ridiculously resource expensive um and uh let's say that i have a client who's like all right i want to pay you uh 35 dollars a month to host a minecraft server on that uh well on that piece of machinery well, then those, I have to those, maintain those servers don't don't actually have anything to do with the EULA because they're not making money from Minecraft they're just saying host oh, your okay, Minecraft yep, game yep. here that makes sense you know what I mean so right. I mean th that's not the issue the, I mean they're going to still get hurt because these these companies or these servers are no longer going to be able to afford to, to pay their subscription to those to those servers um, that they're being hosted on but the actual people that are they're paying for that service are the ones um, that are more directly tied in with the EULA because they're not only making money to keep the site on those servers, but also money for themselves, uh, which yeah. are the ones that they're worried about. But they, um, the ones, the ones that, like you're saying, they're they're the ones that are barely making it, just keeping it on. They're gonna they're gonna fall, they're gonna crash and burn at the end of the month. That's gonna hurt the the community a lot because I mean Minecraft doesn't doesn't have their own servers. I wish they did because they it's a pain in the ass trying no, they, to get a server they, set up. They do. They, they are. They're releasing their own uh, their own server farm for it. But not yet, is what I'm saying. That's but, true. And that, I mean that's actually gonna hurt those people too because people are like, well, forget it now. We can well, use her. Um, but but what we're hoping is what I was trying to get at is that instead of that all encompassing like hand of God just squish everyone. Uh, I think hopefully what they're going to do is more uh, a surgical strike. Yeah, just yeah. just just removing the ones that are issues instead of instead of everyone. Right, and and I think we can, from what we've seen in the past, I think that we can trust Mojang to not make irrational decisions about their game and the community behind it especially since with their history of the support of the community right exactly so i mean it would it would be a surprise to me if all of a sudden there's this huge blow to the community and thousands upon thousands of uh minecraft players can't get on their favorite server whether they've paid for it or not or you know bought uh you know donated to those servers or not so it's it's definitely something we have to watch to wait to pan out, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. By the time this episode airs, people will know what right, they actually good. mean. And Rev, I said so you really haven't gotten a chance to put your two cents in on this much. Yeah. Honestly, it, it, it doesn't really, it, it doesn't really affect me because I only play it on my Xbox. So it, it, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm kind of taking a back seat on it 
just because I, I've been reading through uh, the the Planet Minecraft forum thread that was discussing all of this, and uh, was just basically kind of browsing through and seeing. I, it seems like it's a lot of panic history, you know, like yeah. oh my god. Um, well, people freak. It's the internet. People are gonna freak out. No matter how. Exactly. It, it, it's and at this point in in life, I'm I'm kind of taking those panic things a bit more so, grain of salty. So basically, what you're saying is that you're blind to the issue. I am blind to the issue. <laughs> oh, look at that smoothness. That Ooh. was super smooth. Almost as smooth as this beer. It's called She Goat. Um, <laughs> Brought to you by She Goat. <laughs> not, <as> just, <laughs> not an actual sponsor. Buy um, Domino's. <laughs> not a sponsor. Uh, we talked about Accessibility Jam 2014 not too long ago. Um, and uh, it has now been closed. Bumping and. Shit, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, say that. <laughs> sorry, I bumped the microphone. It was like, whoa, 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 whoa. So Accessibility Jam, as you remember, we were talking about it. It's, uh, it. it's built in mind of various disabilities and, and disability levels, uh, blindness, hearing issues, cognitive issues, physical, inter- you know, motor skills, uh, and inclusive aspects. And, uh, and they released the, uh, the secret ingredient, and that was trust. And uh, so they, they basically went out. They just barely closed it just a day or two ago as of this recording. And there were 19 total games that were submitted on this. Uh, it was... There were a couple that I really, really liked. There were a couple that had some really cool concepts. Uh, there was one that was called uh, DF Valkyrie. It's kind of a Star Foxian third-person rails shooter that is actually controlled by eye-tracking movement for those that don't have arms or, you know, something like that. Uh, They did build in keyboard controls for it as well, if you happen to be playing it on a device that can't track your eye movement. But uh, I played through... Go ahead. I was going to say, I feel like that would be... I feel like that would be kind of hard. Because, I mean, like... I mean, obviously, it's hard, but, like, the eye-tracking movement thing to control your ship, right? But in those games, you kind of have to look ahead of your ship. I, I I haven't actually given this one a playthrough yet. It, it's on my list. Unfortunately, uh, they offer downloads to eye tracking software with the game, uh, so it'll turn a webcam into a kind of simplified eye tracking device. Uh, so I want to give that a try before I really comment on it. But everything I saw on it said it was pretty good. Um, there were a couple of good games that were put out. Uh, there was one that that uh, I adored uh, for being what it was. It was a uh, it was called D hyphen L I N B, so blind, uh, but with some dyslexia issues. And uh, it was basically an interactive story. There was a bit I of a... just got that by the way. I did too. I was like, <laughs> I was the entire time I'm reading in the notes. I'm like, D limb, D limbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was tagged for for vision issues, and it was a it was an interactive story. You wake up in a room, and you 
have the option to look around and the door is locked and how do you get through that and you kind of have to you have to play a, a mental map in your head there's almost nothing on screen uh, when you have an option that's presented to you uh, up and down or sorry enter makes the positive selection and X makes the uh, negative selection and other than that it's just your arrow keys and you have to get out of the house and uh, no, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. It, the, the guy that made that, um, I, I can't think of his name right off the top of my head, uh, but he was, uh, he was the narrator for it. I had a bit of an accent, but all in all, it was good. It was not bad. Uh, there were a couple that were actually bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me, let me rephrase. There were a couple that I didn't appreciate. There were a couple that needed improvement. Yes, <laughs> uh, there was uh, there was one called Deep Dark Underlands, and I was going to bring this one up if you didn't, but I was <laughs> planning on you doing that. So uh, it, it was it was one of those really simplistic games that just it, it was a single button game, and it was they the developer says he tagged it for those with motor function issues. Uh, so you know I can appreciate that, and. The color choices that he made was uh, for for the game itself was specifically designed uh, for uh, deuteranolopy or however you pronounce that version of color blindness, because um, not all color blinds are the same. And uh, the controls were wonky. The timing was awkward. The game itself was extremely simple. You go from the bottom of the screen and you press your one button and your character jumps and. When you hit other ground-looking type things, you jump again, and your goal is to reach to the top of the screen and collect diamonds and dodge monsters. So, so I mean, would it be better for cognitive issues? Honestly, if it was, if it's if like it was, that simple, you know what I mean. If it was, if it was more polished, I would say yes. Like, like it, my 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 biggest problem with it is is trying to put myself into the mindset of I'm not capable like I'm, I'm cognitively not capable of playing another type of game am I really going to have that same cognitive ability to better judge when to start a, a jumping co- combo to get to the, top of the screen you know yeah. it so it, it, it kind of seemed like a, a good idea that just wasn't really well implemented yeah I got it it was much more timing based than you would think uh, there was uh, a couple of others that that were also really good. The I think one of my favorite ones. Uh, uh, there were two more that I really kind of wanted to talk about. One of them was called Ears Have Eyes, and uh, it was kind of a. It was not an interactive story. You're you're basically in a open room maze without walls uh, at least that's how i imagined it um and uh your controls are was and d and the mouse so it's basically a first person shooter but there is somewhere in this room that you are in a music cue you have to get to and the only way that you, you navigate it just like any other first person on first person game on the on the pc but uh the only clues that you have is which direction the sound is coming from and how loud it is or how quiet it gets. 
and it's really kind of an interesting thing like i i don't have the best setup for for sound quality so for me it was you know a lot of trial and error oh if i turn to the right if i move my mouse to the right does that change it slightly more or not and um yes it, go ahead what's well, i don't know it, i feel like that would take like i feel like that would be really uh what's the word it would be really tedious uh I actually had fun with it. I will. I will say that. Now, I did have. I, I if you're looking for action pack and and you know a deep intense storyline and you know then definitely not for for you. But I, it honestly it wasn't super tedious and the music that they had was was also worthwhile. It was it was a lot of fun to go through and and just listen to the music as you're trying to track through it. Um, I do wish that the music had been longer or been on some form of a loop for each level because there were a couple of levels where I'm not sure if I just got so far away from it that it dropped out entirely or it ended. Um, something to clearly indicate the end of a song would be a good idea for that. But I, it was actually easier for me to play it with my eyes closed. I played a couple of rounds on it, and uh, you know, once I was looking at the at the wall behind my computer, and the other time uh, I played with my eyes closed, and I actually had an easier time with my eyes closed. You have to use your imagination. Well, That's yeah, probably kinda. how it might have been developed. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. and I also I would also probably attribute the fact that the music stops to either. Uh, a bug in the coding or probably just not enough testing. But I mean, these games, like, from what I'm gathering, these games were not made at high budget for for a schedule that was uh, long. Yeah, exactly. Well, what was your favorite one out of the the whole thing? Uh, My my favorite game out of all of them that I've played is called Trust. Um, and, And this game... Uh, kind of copped out a little bit as, as we were talking before the show. Um, it, it was designed completely in grayscale, so everyone who has vision can see the game. Uh, it's not highly detailed, so those that have worse vision can still see what's going on. Uh, and uh, the it really pulled the the level of the that secret ingredient of trust into it you were uh, you're you're running around this this dungeon castle whatever you know building and you're trying to get out and your only in- source of information is three ghosts or three f- invisible friends that you can ask individually in each area and they all three have something different to say you know like the first room you know you press number one to talk to the first guy and he's like oh the first drop is is great and the second one says no it's the second one they'll get us safe and then the third one's like yeah just keep going all the way to the right and jump into the door there you know and and they change based on you know which room you're in and you can kill them off accidentally and you you really have to kind of decide like which one do I listen to? How can I test who's telling the truth and who's not? Um, kind of reminds me of that puzzle uh, of like I've seen it implemented a bunch of different ways. But for instance, there are like five portraits of the same woman but with different colors, and it's like one says uh, the one in the green is a liar. You can't believe her. And the one in green's like the one in green's like yellow always tells the truth, and yellow's like well red. Told yeah. you, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? 
Yeah, yeah. No, it's it, it's very much uh, like that. I don't I don't think I've actually beaten the game Trust. Um, I got to a room that was empty and it was just me. So I'm taking that as being, you know, <laughs> I beat it. And done screwed up. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, at one point, I ended up with all three of my invisible ghost friends being dead through the, the use of potions. You sick murdering bastard. You killed the ghosts again. They told me to drink the potions, or at least the guys that I was listening to did. So, (laughs) no, it was it was really fun. It was it was very simple game. Uh, The the controls are arrow keys and Z, and that's all you need. You know, so for motor control, there wasn't a lot of fine-tuned platforming. You know, it's none of this super Meat Boy. I have pixel perfect. You know, reach. It's very. It's decent with cognitive. You don't have to. You don't have to be able to hear anything because you know. Sure, it's got background music, but anything important is shown in text. Uh, I, I really, out of all of the ones that I have played thus far, and I'm still going through some of them. Uh, trust is my number one out of the entire accessibility jam. You know. You know. You know what the ending is. I hope it's me getting out of a castle it, and a piece of cake. It actually <laughs> turns out that you're Pac-Man and the ghosts are all there to eat you. <laughs> Boom! I just serious for a second. Shama lot. I just oh, I, I know exactly. Oh, he knows what he's talking about. Nope. I just I just shamaloned <laughs> all over that all over that bitch. And you know what that means? That means I'm starting the riot. Oh. Huh? And this week on, I almost said the name of the game. <laughs> this week, uh, this week, the game that is starting the riot is Stick It to the Man. Uh, I actually did a Let's Play of this uh, probably a couple months ago. Um, maybe longer, I don't know. Time is kind of all blending in for me right now. Um, yeah, it happens. You're and, a time traveler. <laughs> yeah, just I am the doctor. Um, Sick of the Man is a game uh, that is developed by Zoink Games. It's a it's a studio based in Sweden. Um, before this game, all they really ever made were iOS games and things like that, and they did a little bit of like advertising and things like that. But I got to say, for a debut, this game is fantastic. Um, you can find the game on. It's not like a, a game you can buy off the shelf. It's it's downloadable only. It's got like X, uh, I actually don't know. I don't think it's on Xbox. Uh, arcade. It's on. It's on PS4. It's on PlayStation Network. It's on Steam. Um, it's on EU. Yeah, it, it, Wii U. Yeah, you're right. Um, and actually, they were before the Steam release. They were kind enough to to give me a, a free code of it so I could uh, show it off, and uh, as well as some free like swag and stuff, which I will eventually show in a vlog on my own <laughs> Let's Play channel. But so what um, you're saying is they bribed you to add no. No, because if no, it was, I've, I've seen it. It looks. It actually looks like a cool game. If Josh it was terrible, you. yeah. If it was terrible, I wouldn't be talking about it. Um, <laughs> I will. I will say actually though that there were, especially towards the end, there were a couple parts where I got incredibly mad. <laughs> I was so I was like rage quitting, ready, like. Oh. But because uh, I got stuck in some parts, but um, the majority of the game, I it was fine. It's it's a puzzle platformer, um, and the the unique thing about it is that. Um, it's called Sticking to the Man. It's it's a double, not double, well, I, double entendre. It's not sexual, but you know what I mean. It's yeah. it's a double meaning, and uh, basically Sticking to the Man because uh, you're basically sticking it to the man. And as a matter of fact, the main antagonist in the game is his name is the man. Uh. Um, they call him Mister the Man. Mister the Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even his mom calls him the man. 
Um, so that's that's I guess what's on his birth certificate. Um, and then also, the, it's sticker to the man because the whole game is made up of cardboard and stickers, and the puzzle aspect comes into uh, comes into it through those stickers where you can tear off. Uh, stickers out of the environment or out of people's thoughts or things like that it'll show up you tear it off with this uh, big old you, you remember those like especially back in the 90s like sticky hand things that you can throw against the wall and like pull it back with like a that you'd get at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, you get out of like, like the, the quarter uh, machines. Place, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's kind of like one of those things sticking out of its head. Um, the whole plot revolves around that hand sticking out of its head. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but basically he gets this power to, to take things out of people's thoughts or out of the environment and use it to solve people's problems, which allows him to progress through the story. Um, and it was really, it was really innovative and really cool. Um, and I, I, I've never. I know there's a, another game that's kind of similar to it now uh, for PS Vita, I think, called Tearaway or something like that, or some, something to that. I, I don't right. remember the name. Um, but this, but this game, on top of that, what really impressed me too was the the, the humor in it was really uh, made me laugh quite a bit. It was actually for a game that looked so lighthearted. There were a couple times where I was like, oh man, that's a little heavy. Um, I, I definitely just just kind of looking over it. I I really like the art direction for it. It kind of has that that to me a more nostalgic feel. Almost the, uh, the the Ren and Stimpy is what it almost harkens back to. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I can I can kind of see that. Yeah, um, and actually I know a lot of the voice actors in there through through voice acting and tech. You you probably know some too. Yeah, uh, Kimlin Tran you know is in there yep. and. Um, couple others i'm not going to go through the whole list but right there are a few of them that we know <laughs> yeah uh so that was kind of cool too to hear their work in it so I, maybe that might have been pushing me a little bit even <laughs> higher towards the fact that uh, why i liked it so much but, but the voice acting is really good it is really good yeah. i mean it's not like oh we know these people oh yeah the voice acting is great and it really sucks but it, no it's actually like the voice i just whistled that was weird <laughs> the voice acting in this game is i think one one reason why this game really stands out above a lot of other ones because now you're getting 2d platformers that are like oh hey we made a 2d platformer look at these mechanics oh but you're gonna have to read all this text yeah like all the jokes are gonna be like text-based and 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 all the well, time is gonna be lost for you yeah they can't exactly. afford the voice acting but these yeah. guys like i said they they have a company that was doing stuff before so they probably had some funding for it right. um plus Which i think is good plus their publisher i think helped out a lot uh ripstone um is the publisher of it um and what was i gonna say oh i'm i'm really looking forward to what they have to next i mean this is like i said their debut uh, console type of game. I mean, like I said, it's not like off the shelf, but it's not an iOS game like they've made before. Um, right. This is their first try at, at something bigger and, and something uh, with more huspa. Uh, I knew you were going to say that. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say Cojones. That's what I'm saying. There's another one, yeah. Yeah. Um, any questions about this game? Yeah, how much does it cost? It is currently uh, $14.90. We leave it 15 bucks. <laughs> yeah. It's basically 15 bucks. 15 bucks, just say that. Um, That's not bad. It goes, on, it goes on sale every so often. Um, how many hours of gameplay did you get out of it? How many hours of gameplay did I get out of it? Yeah. If you're including the rage, <laughs> yes. the parts where I got stuck, Yes. Uh, ooh, I would say... I would say 15 to 20 hours. Not, oh, that's really great. I was probably closer to 15, really. Um, yeah. 
Because I mean, it's not. It, it is just. It's not like a full console game. It is just a, right. a downloadable game. It's an arcade game. type. It, yeah. I think it's really good that they made it hard enough for you to actually be challenged by it, though. The the puzzles weren't what was hard. I mean, there were there were actually some puzzles there. I was like, what the hell do I do? But the, what what made me rage was the platforming part. I'm not good at platforming in the first place. <laughs> but right. but they not only was there platforming, but there was like there were enemies that you had to avoid. Oh. Um, and that like kind of. The man. Well, the man you don't really face off against until later on, but like he has like like uh, cronies, you know what I mean? Like just oh. coming after you, and you have to find ways around them. There's a little bit of a puzzle aspect with that because you know you have to. There's ways that you can rip off stickers to make them sleep, or you know, mm, or make them distracted. That's really cool. Yeah, or or you can make them distracted and things like that. But I was terrible at it, so I would end up like just like getting angry because I'm like they keep catching me, and I have to start over. <laughs> it was you see it in the videos you know, yeah. if you ever watch it, but um, that a lot of that was probably me. There were a couple things I think um, like there was a couple times where um, like basically the hand also has the power to read minds, which is how you get stuff out of their thoughts. Uh, <clears throat> so you read their mind, and then a little thought bubble will pop up. And, for instance, to make them sleep, they're like, oh, man, I'm so tired. And then there will be Zs above them. You grab the Zs, and then you can use those Zs on whichever the henchmen that are in that particular stage to make them sleep. You have to use it on the right one, you know, to get past the whole group. And I would use it, and then you'd be running, running, and then you'd try, and um, there'd be these little thumbtacks as well that you, your hand could grab onto and make you swing to different platforms. Okay. And at one point there was there was one of the henchmen standing right beneath one of those thumbtacks. And every single time I tried to like read his thoughts or grab the Z out of his thought bubble, I would accidentally grab onto the thumbtack and swing right up into his face. <laughs> and I don't know how many times I did that. So there were like little things like that. I was like, come on. But but like I said, most of the rage was probably my fault. So I just oh, suck that's, at Blackboard. That's good. Yeah. I like I like games like that. Yeah. Um, well, if there's no other thoughts on that, I Rev think... Rev was going to say something. Oh, well... No, I was... No, I'm sorry. I was I was drinking some beer. I was I was commenting on... Uh, in my head, it, it seems relatively well recommended by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, GameSpot, being the odd one out, gave it a average score. Yeah, really? but can we really trust GameSpot? I mean... No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. They, they, they gave it <laughs> average. They gave it a 7 out of yeah. 10. I'm actually usually a. I won't go into it. It's not. It's not what it is. I'm not going to naysay on any game reviewed sites. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't. My. I, I get into arguments with people all the time because when I do reviews of games, I don't. Uh, I don't give a score. You know, people are like, "Oh, what is it out of 10? It's like I. I can't do that because you know, what if. What if this particular game is like a two out of ten for me, but the exact same game with a different voice actor is suddenly a ten out of ten? You know, like I, reviewing games and judging them like that—it's it, that's too clinical for also, such a it's very, experience. Yeah, I was gonna say it's very relative to the person. Yeah, playing. or it's like, oh well, I gave this platformer that I loved a, a four. Oh God, but. Uh, I, th- this I like this platformer too, but it's better. But I don't want to give it a five. Oh God, what do I do? Yeah. Do I give that old one a three? Yeah. Yeah. No, it, much much too clinical for the, very, the subjective nature. Very but, arbitrary. Yeah. And what I'm looking at for for this one, I really I I, I seem to the the humor aspect of it kind of tags me correctly. The the art 
definitely tags me correctly. And, uh, you know, I, it looks like one that I would be interested in playing. I'm going to have to see if I can fit this one into my budget. I'm going to live vicariously through Josh and view his <laughs> place again. So. Yeah, more views. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, speaking of games that Rev is interested in, uh, I believe we have a game up for Peep Show that uh, I'm actually really surprised he wants to play. Yes, it's going to Peep Show. Please give all your attention to early access. <laughs> I want to talk about a horse, a survival suspense. You want to talk about a horse? Yes, a horse. A horse named The Forest. No, just kidding. A is, game. It gonna win the, is it going to win Preakness? <laughs> I don't know. Is that coming up? I don't know. <laughs> when's, when's the triple Probably. crown? Probably. I, I know some of my friends that listen to the podcast are also horse racy type people, so uh, let us know. Yeah, whatever. It's a horse race. Uh, no. <laughs> My money, haha, see what I did there? My money is on a horse called The Forest. Um, this is a, as I mentioned in the intro, it's kind of loosely, I kind of got a lost vibe from it, by, by which I mean the television show. Um, what we do know about it right this moment is that you are the apparently only survivor of a plane crash. Uh, you find yourself in a forest and, uh, you know, there's nearby lake, there's mountains, etc. It is a open worldish, sandboxian type game where you need to find out what's going on and can you survive an entire society of cannibalistic mutants. I wish Lost had cannibals in it. I That'd wish. That'd be really cool. <laughs> I wish that would have been... I, I, them all being eaten would have been a much better ending than what there was. That's neither <laughs> here nor really there. Good, uh, it would have given, given a really good, like, Indiana Jones feel to it, you know? Like, <laughs> Golly, ma. Like, start the engines! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably not as act, this game probably isn't as action-packed as that, but... Uh, well, I don't know. Looking looking through some of the videos, and, and I apologize, I have yet to actually play this. Um, because it's a steep price for an early access game. It, it, it is a bit of a steep price. It is $15. Uh, I've seen for, heavier than that. I'm sorry? I've seen ones that go up for twenty twenty five. Well, yeah, for, but those are yeah. high, too. I yeah, mean, I, would, I would say those like, are like, high. Like but, but the next car game, that's like a, a freaking tech demo, and they want like 30 bucks for that. Well, to be fair, fair, is that the release price of the game? I no, I don't think so. We, like, we don't know yet, right? Because depending on like release prices, maybe you're getting it at a deal. But I think, I mean, I don't know. For, for a full game, demo. fifteen bucks is fine. So I guess I shouldn't be complaining. Yeah, especially for the scope of this one. Uh, if you want to kind of get an idea as to what it is, it's a it's a first person. Uh, perspective, uh, kind of like a cross between "Don't Starve" and "Left for Dead," is is kind of what I'm getting. Actually, well, uh, I I think I think this is closer resembling, um, not to like, <laughs> not to like up. change up what you're saying, but I think it closely resembles a cross between Rust, uh, you know, those games like Rust and Daisy. Or is it Daisy? Yeah, Daisy. Yeah, Daisy. Uh, Rust and Daisy, and and Minecraft because there's a lot of crafting in this, um, and it's and it's like a uh, like a survival, like not including the cannibal horror part of it, but it's a survival 
type of game. So yeah. it's kind of like horror Minecraft. It's like horror I, Rust. Horror, horror. Oh, okay. I haven't played Rust, so I, I can't comment on that. Uh, but it, it's kind of like I, I, I get a from the from the games that are percolating in my head. I, I could see the, the the Minecraftian aspect. I can. Oh, I want to say Lovecraft every time I add that. Lovecraft. Yeah, <laughs> the Minecraftian aspect. I get a I get a don't starve vibe, um, and I don't get as much like like you're building traps and what what we can see or what I've been able to see of the the crafting system and the building system is a bit less complex than than say Minecrafts. Uh, from my experience, like you, you build up your walls and you can build up your cabin, but it's basically, you know, you lay out the outline and then you run up to it with the, the supplies that you've gathered and put it in and yay, it gets built that way. As opposed That's kind of nice though, because we've yeah. already seen like, oh, well you have the Minecraft way of crafting things and you have the Terraria way of crafting things. And to be fair, the don't starve way of traffic crafting things is similar to the Terraria basically, way, same. but yeah. So, so, so I, that, that's kind of nice. That that it, seems new, and uh, and yeah, it, it, it seems a bit new. There's uh, it, it's definitely buggy. The, the I want to make this clear. It is a a out like barely alpha. It is alpha zero dot zero one build of the game. Um, so there are certain things that that will crop up that you will just absolutely shake your head. Uh, you know, you go into you go into your shelter, you you build a little lean to in the forest, and all of a sudden you get launched into the stratosphere and then fall to the earth and die. But that's 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 kind of charming. That's like one of those things. Yeah. Like, ah, uh, that's funny. It's not like, well, yeah. my save game corrupted, and I have to re, no, actually, uh, reinstall all the game stuff. Actually, uh, they released a, an update to fix a save game corruption. Uh, apparently, the registry limits were interacting with that, so saves were being truncated. Uh, all You were unable to save your game, so you had one life. You could do what you could do. Hardcore. Yeah, and... The- I think I think though that what you said earlier before the show that they're being very forthcoming with these bugs, oh, yeah. and, you know, and it, and obviously, like you said, it's an alpha, the very 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 first alpha build, and I think even for an alpha build, I think those kind of, first of all those bugs I think are excusable at this point. Oh, definitely. Um, but but the fact that what there is in the game already that's it's it's a very I mean, it's not complete, but it's very a very full game for for being that. You can early. actually play it. Yeah, yeah. You you can play through it and and build stuff and go hunting and all of that fun stuff. And they've been actually pretty Johnny on the spot. They've had three updates in the last three days as of today. Wow! Like they pushed out one today, they pushed out one yesterday, and they pushed out a a bigger one that bumped it. I'm sorry, it's now alpha version zero dot zero one B. They got pushed out on the fourth of June. I was gonna so, say how big it was like just bug fixes, or are they actually adding stuff? Uh, well, the the one today and yesterday were some were some minor issues. Uh, the one today fixed the the saves being screwed up by the registry. Uh, the one yesterday was a quick fix that uh, inventory items weren't showing up in inventory after you saved, and some platforms and tree holding things weren't saving, and then the one on the fourth was a was they called it their first small update, but they fixed the the texture issue for the ocean they fixed the the missing detail for the cliff um 
they removed the development pointing out lights for cave creatures, it improved performance on on some issues. Uh, so it was it was definitely some some bug fixes. They had a list of like 15, 20 things that went through that uh, seemed to be pretty important. And and some notes to people who actually who who care about some of this stuff. But I, it is survival horror. There's some gore in it. Um, you know, like yes. limbs being chopped off, chopped and off, and stuff like out. that. There are also boobies. The female cannibals are shirtless. Obviously, That's be real fun to post you on know, YouTube. They're not. They're not wearing Abercrombie <laughs> over here. Um, <laughs> but they are, to be fair, wearing Abercrombie would be very close. Yeah, to <laughs> yeah, true, true, true story. But that, I've actually—that's how I knew that there was nudity in it because I saw a YouTube video and they didn't censor it out. And I'm thinking to myself, I wonder how YouTube's going to handle this because I've heard like even big, <laughs> even big YouTubers aren't safe from that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard people. I know Milby got hit. Uh, Milby is a uh, Minecraft. He, he mostly does uh, Minecraft LPs. He's from. Uh, Europe and he got gotten pretty hard because he was playing. Oh God, what was that game? It was, it was a survival horror game that oh, had. I forget. I forget who it was, but but there was a big YouTuber. I don't think it was him, but there was a big YouTuber that played something and uh, like there were just like a quick flash of boobs or something like that, and then his channel got shut down for like yeah, three totally. weeks. And and it's a little ridiculous. So if you are gonna let's play this game, if you want to buy it and support it and try it out, and if you think you're gonna let's play it, just be aware that there are boobs. And, and apparently there is a wang. There there is an apparent just one prominent prominent wang. <laughs> it's yes. just it's just one wang, and it's, it's the just all the almighty wang that the cannibals worship. It, it is it is actually rather center screen and and pretty big in the beginning of the <laughs> all hail the wang. I, that was unintentional, but yes, um, it, it features in the opening cutscene apparently. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm actually looking forward to this. Not necessarily so much to find out and fight the the mutants, but uh, they're saying that once they once they release the complete version, uh, they're going to be working on a co-op for this. Uh, they're going to have what we've come to term as the peaceful mode from Minecraft, where it's. Uh, you're, you just try and survive. You don't have to fight the the mutant so, cannibals. Well, without the mutant cannibals, then it's just basically rust without the obnoxious PvP. Okay, but you know, I don't. No, know that's that. a good thing, though. That's a good <laughs> okay. thing. The PvP sucks. You know, it's just. Uh, so so yeah, they're 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 being John, like I said, Johnny on the spot. They're doing some work with uh, with doing guides. They're they're interacting with their their people that are following it. And uh, I really want to try this out. I'm, I'm actually, as I was reading over this a couple days back, I'm waiting for a response back from the developer to, to see if I can't get a, a free copy for review purposes. Really? But uh, otherwise, otherwise, I'm going to be throwing in. Uh, it, it's not super expensive. It, it really isn't. It's only 15 bucks. Uh, I just spent 15 bucks on a free-to-play game. So. I, th- <laughs> I think, jeez, uh, you should be ashamed of yourself. Anyway, I, I've bought I, more than 200 hours on this. I, game, uh, so. I think, I think 15 bucks for as for as complete as it is, I think 15 bucks is worth it. And that's rare that I would say that about an early access game, especially this early early access. Yeah. So, yeah. go give it a try. I would say. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
Well, uh, unless you guys have anything else to say. Uh, uh, oh, by the way, just yeah. real quick, uh, I don't, I forget if you said it, but the the developer is End Night Games Ltd. Oh. Yep, thank you. I'm sorry. Yeah. My, my wife was writing at me, what do we want on our pizza? So <laughs> I would like I would like pepperoni. Um, and uh, and games. it's going to be for PC and Oculus Rift. Oh, man, uh, Oculus. Yeah. Oh, the jungle whipping at your face. <laughs> and yeah. it's, uh, it's being built in Unity 4. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And speaking of, since you're, since you're getting me free pizza, speaking of uh, free things... <laughs> Man, yeah. I'm on the ball with these transitions. <laughs> these segues today. Oh, yeah. We're moving on to free fun. All right, everybody. This week for free fun, we have a game that was just recently released as a full standalone version. It is called Fistful of Frags. Now, Fistful of Frags was a re- originally a source, mo- a source engine mod for Half-Life 2. Uh, that you know ran on the Source Engine, and it is a Western arena Twitch shooter. Basically, you are a Western person. You can either play, uh, <laughs> yes, you are. You can either play uh, Rangers, uh, Vigilantes, Desperados, or um, oh god, the Mexicans. I can't remember what they're what, the, what they're called. Banditos. Banditos. There you go. Uh, I ju- oh, I'm totally <laughs> guessing. No, that, that, that's what they're called. No, um, and uh, basically, it's it's a it, the reason I, why I say it's a Twitch arena shooter is because the the levels are relatively small. You're you're constantly moving. You have to adjust for your uh, guns' accuracy, and a lot of these guns, which which is what really switches it up, are well, they're all Western era guns. So you have re- single action revolvers uh, that don't just shoot every single time you shoot. They have cooldown times and very heavy recoils but you can like fan them and and playing with the accuracy with the movement and understanding the maps and getting the proper shots on your enemy uh in this uh multiplayer only shooter has given me hours of fun that i was never expecting i would get from a free game that although it looks very cartoony looks really awesome and most importantly it's free. It is free. So and how many how many hours have you put into this? Twelve. About twelve hours. Okay. Well, no, that's chunk. that's realistic. I mean, I, I I put about the same amount into a triple A game just recently, and you know, I. Are, are you still you also have to playing? you also have to understand that this is more like uh the, it's kind of like Team Fortress Two. Okay. Uh, it's a little less um. Objective based, where. You'll have a leaderboard, but really it's just, but no one really wins at the end. It's just, oh, get kills. Oh, try to find the the best guns on the map. Kill everybody you see. Work together as a team to, you know, put down people around you. And it's a really fun game to play with friends. I find that it's, I'll play it alone. And um, I've gotten actually really good at it. And I'm kind of surprised myself how good I am at it sometimes. Um, but it's really fun to play with other people. You're like, oh, I just shot you in the head. What are you going to do about it? And Do you know what the name of the game, Fistful of Frags, has anything to do with Western? Uh, Fistful of Dollars? Frags? Oh. I don't know. No, no, no I, think it's, it, it, I think it's punning off of... Well, I know, know. I know the Western Fistful of Dollars. Or something I, like I that. I think that's what they're punning off of. It's just you're going murder yeah. hope, so a.k.a. a frag. 
you know. Yeah, and, and you also have know. a lot of um, explosives that you can use in the game, which is another okay. element that. Because I'm thinking like I'm thinking like like frag grenades, which didn't exist in the West. Well, yeah, you can get sticks of dynamite. Well, I guess that's true. And and they call they call kills frags in the game. Okay. Harkening so. back to the old Quake Arena type stuff. So yeah. All right. Well, I it's I fun. Can get- I can get behind that. I like, download it. It's free. There's no reason why you shouldn't be playing it. I like, uh, yeah, and then you can play with Tekno. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like I like that we're uh, doing something a little bit different for Free Fun, too, because a lot of times we do stuff that's, like, browser-based or yeah. download off a of game jolt or something like this. This is, like, a, a free, uh, not, not an MMO, but a free multiplayer. It's on Steam. Yeah, free-to-play uh, multiplayer Steam game, so that's interesting. Out of, um, out of curiosity, uh, you know, Tech, you've you've been the one that's that's played this. Uh, how uh, how is it for like do the do, does the physics engine is it is that kind of more the cartoony floaty type or? Um, it, it to be perfectly honest, it feels everything feels right. I will say that some of the jumps, uh, the gravity feels really realistic, okay. but you can make fairly large jumps. It is a very cartoony game. Um, as you can see by a lot of the graphics. Unfortunately, yeah. to get the best experience, you really want to play the game because a lot of the media media that they have is from when the game was just a Half-Life 2 mod. Yeah, gotcha. Um, but it's... I, I really like the physics with it because you, you actually can kick people and they'll fly a little bit. And it's not like super fast flying, but it'll get them out of your way just enough. And after you sort of play around with it and you know get your mouse sensitivity fixed up and really understand the accuracy between your left hand and your right hand um it's it it works out okay cool it it feels pretty natural again this is what is yeah you guys joke about how i don't have a life but you know then we talk about (laughs) games like this and i'm like oh yeah i'm totally gonna and then i spend hours and hours and hours stuck in a game and then you really don't have a life because you're just playing a game uh, well, you know what you can do in your real life. Just chalk that. Uh, just chalk that one up to another, to another uh, transition there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can check us out on our various social networks and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. First of all, because uh, this is, by the way, the end of the show after that free game. Yeah. If you didn't know. Um, so after the after this show is over, you can first of all, if you're not watching us or listening on YouTube, uh, the the show is mainly hosted on YouTube on my channel. It's YouTube.com/slash Gaming. You spell Joshinyah by by putting this into the, your keyboard, J A S H I N Y A, and then of course gaming, all one word. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at IGR Podcast, Facebook.com/slash IGR Podcast. If you would rather do it on Facebook. We also have a Reddit community for you to discuss uh, the topics and games that we talk about in the show in deeper fashion, or you can just talk about the show in general. Whatever, it's a cool, uh, it's a cool community. It's very chill. Uh, that is Reddit.com/r/indiegameriot. Our website for the time being is igrpodcast.webs.com. Uh, you can contact us on there, or you can just contact us directly by emailing me uh, at gaming at gmail.com. And he passed <sighs> that on to us. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, yep. All of us always hear everything. And remember, if you are a game developer uh, and you uh, want us to play your game, we can't guarantee that it will get on the show, but you can always either email Josh, give us uh, a post on the subreddit, or leave a comment uh, down below this video on YouTube, and we will get in contact with you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, 
and uh, ladies and gentlemen that are on the show with me. Indeed. Uh, you know, however you want to identify, it's cool. <laughs> Gender fluid, dang it. Uh, I would like you all. I would like you all to say your goodbyes. I will see you next week. Yep, I will be busy next week, but I'll still see you guys. <laughs> Toodles. See ya. Do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love you.